0: What's up everybody, Michael Nettemeyer and Joe Geary, we're your hosts of the Whitwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whenever it's needed. Today we're talking about how we attract, law of, call whatever you want, law of attraction, attraction, mindset around things, whatever it is, it's real, right? And if you think about it, what we focus on expands, what we focus on multiplies, what we focus on, what we obsess about the most typically becomes our reality. So if we're focused on all negative, we tend to get negative. Here's something to think about. You have 70,000 thoughts a day. 70,000 unconscious, subconscious, unconscious, whatever you want to call it, thoughts every single day. Most people probably don't know that. If I think about it, I don't think I'm thinking about 70,000 different things a day because most of them are unconscious thoughts. But they're the same thoughts every single day. So have you ever found somebody that their life never seems to change? Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Oh, woe is me. Negative. All they're doing is they have 70,000 negative thoughts running through their head every single day. It's just like a repeating cycle of negativity. And so what do they get in return? More negativity. You know, we had somebody recently that said, um, that told me, he said, yeah, when, when things start to go bad, usually three or four things bad happen in a row. So what do you think happens to that guy when one bad thing goes wrong? three or four things. (laughs) He's just attracted it all to himself. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so people are wrecking two cars in one day, you know, two cars in two days. Like, stuff like that happens because they're focused on the wrong things. They're focused on the the negative rather than being, how do I focus on the positive? How do I start putting positive thoughts, positive intention into my life to start making changes because it's easier to think negatively than positively when you're in a negative situation. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I
1: think it's just the default of people and society. If you look at society in general... It wants you to be average. It wants you to be, you know, someone who takes the bare minimum, someone who lives off the government. That's how basically society is structured. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much the default, especially in this day and age, to think negatively. And people get rewarded in today's society for being the victim or someone who says, oh, my life sucks. And everybody, you know, people post on Facebook or on Instagram all the time where they say, oh, my life sucks or – Oh, I just crashed my car or mm-hmm. something like that, and then everybody starts commenting and saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, oh, poor thing," and like people just look for, uh, you know, like an award for being a victim. And yep. that, that's society nowadays that it's normal to think like that and act like that and be like that.
0: I agree. I think our society's gotten very soft over the generations. Uh, you see, with each generation it gets a little bit softer, I would think, and a lot of it though is just conditioning. It's it's conditioning around you know, taking the mindset of, and and this, here's the thing, here's the difference between people, people that succeed and people that don't is that when people that succeed are faced with an obstacle, they figure out how to quickly resolve it and move forward and push past it. When other people just kind of retreat and pull back and say, Oh, Oh, they blame everything up everything. Like, Oh, this happened before this reason. None of it was my fault. Even if it wasn't your fault, the situation, you can control how you react to that situation. Like life's not fair. Things are going to happen to all of us that just aren't fair. And you just have to figure out how to deal with it. You have to take ownership of it, take ownership of the situation. You can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you respond to it. And you can control the habits and conditions on how you respond to situations. Like for us, like you get hit with a lawsuit. It'd be easy to be like, oh my God, this is life's <laughs> over. Or you could say, okay, get hit with a lawsuit for whatever reason. I need to figure out. And this stuff happens all the time. You own rental property, stuff like that. Tenants try to sue you. They say they fell. Blah, blah. It stuff happens all the time. Rather than being, oh, woe is me victim, it's how do I deal with this? How much is it going to cost? How much money do I need to make? How do I go make $10,000 to pay for it? How do I go make $50,000 to pay for it? Whatever it is, it's identifying the situation and then moving past it. And it's what we're attracting. If we're constantly attracting the negative stuff, we're going to get more negative stuff. And that's why people get stuck in a rut because they make excuses. they They get content with making those excuses rather than putting focus on how can I be positive? How can I focus on if I want a better life? What does that better life look like? Like for me too, vision board. Think about a vision board. Like people call it stupid, whatever. Everybody in our office here has a vision board. I have it on my computer monitors. I look at it every single day. It's everything I want to achieve right now in life. And because I focus on that, I start to get those things. Now, just focusing on it's not enough. Right? That's why I like the book, The Secret. If you ever read it, I like that book a lot because it talks about the power of thought and the power of attracting and the power of positive thinking. But it doesn't talk about the next step, which you have to take action. You can't just think and then hope stuff's going to fall in your lap. Hope's not a strategy. You've got to focus on this is what I want and here's how I'm going to go get it. And I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do everything I can to go get what I want in life.
1: That's huge. And I think if you touch on what you just talked about a minute ago, how everything bad, something bad is going to happen to you at one point or another. We're all humans. So bad stuff happens. And I think the one thing, and I learned this about a year ago or a year and a half ago, is that you, you basically have to see a bad situation or a challenge as an opportunity to grow versus something that, oh, why is it happen to me? Where you have the two options. Either you can be a victim or you can say, hey, what can I learn from this? How can this make me a better person? And how is this an opportunity for me to grow? And I think when you put that, label on things when they happen to you, it makes it that much easier to get through the problem, get through the challenge or whatever it might be because then you're seeing it as, hey, this is something that will actually benefit me versus this is something that's hurting me.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. So, yeah, what are we learning from this? How are we growing from this? Like, if you think about it too, think about stress in your life. Think about financial stress in your life. A lot of financial stress or stress in general is caused from one thing. It's inaction. Like me back in the day when I had 100 grand in student loans, 10 or 12 grand in credit card debt, falling behind on my bills, debt collectors calling me, my water would get shut off, my heat would get shut off, I didn't have money to buy food, like all of that. I was stressed out, but what wasn't I doing? I wasn't taking action toward anything. I had my head in the sand and just thought this stuff was going to go away. Let, Let debt collector mailers pile up in the mailbox, wouldn't answer my phone. It wasn't until I finally came to the conclusion that I need to own this situation. I decided to go to school, I decided to rack up the debt. I decided to do all that. Now I need to handle the situation. Like no one's going to come save me because I'm a nice person. And so it's taking ownership of the situation and shifting your mindset instead of being like life's unfair. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have went to school. I'm not using my degree. What a waste of money. Focus on all that stuff. It was like, dude, you did all that. Now you need to figure out how to get out of it. And when I made that mental shift and started focusing on the positive and started attracting more positive things into my life, that's when things started happening and I took action around it. If you think about this too, success – Success is not something you pursue, success is something you attract, and it's something you attract by becoming an attractive person. So what does that mean, a good-looking person? No. What it means is that if my goal, or your goal, or someone's goal is to be, let's just say your goal is to be worth $100 million, the person you, and you have $10 in your checking account, the person you are today is not the person you will need to be in order to get $100 million. So who is that person? What do you look like at the as that person? And what steps do you need to start taking to move toward becoming that person? What books do you need to read? What people do you need to meet? What trainings do you need to go to? What skills do you need to develop? Right. These are all things. That's how you become more attractive. Like I, I think about this, Joe. Like for you, very disciplined young guy, right? You, you know, like as me, like i running the company, sort quote unquote, right? Like for you to be in this organization, if you had a leader. You know, call it what you want, I don't, whatever you want to call it. I don't like call myself this I don't like giving myself titles. But if I were a guy that didn't read and didn't show up consistently and didn't work hard and had no work ethic, would you still be here? No. Exactly. Why?
1: Because you want someone that you want people that inspire you that you work with, exactly, and that push you to grow, and not someone who puts a ceiling on you and just says, "Hey, this is this is who I am. This is what I believe in, and this is the the best it's ever going to be." And mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, if you're someone who thinks big as well, and you have big goals, there's no room for you to see yourself in that organization with uh, the big plans that you have.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I and I didn't bring this up to like try to stroke my own ego or anything or say like I'm great. That's not yeah, my yeah. point. My point is. I hear people all the time say, well, I I just can't find good people. Well, you're not attracting good people because you're not an attractive person potentially from that standpoint. You're not doing the things you're supposed to do consistently to be able to attract the people that need to do things consistently. For me, everything Joe does, I did very consistent for a very long period of time. So it's easy to help Joe be consistent as well as that and show him that being consistent will lead to having success. So if you're not prepared to do those things, you can't complain about not being able to attract top talent. If you want to be able to attract top talent, you need to become a talented person by developing the skill sets and the habits and everything like that to then attract people into your world that also want to succeed at a high level. It's not enough to be like, oh, I've made it now. You know, I've hired some people, so now I'm going to step out and go focus on other opportunities and just hope, you know, good luck, guys. That's what a lot of people do. It's about attracting the right people by doing the things you're supposed to do every single day. And it all starts with really having a positive mindset and attracting the right stuff into your world.
1: And I, and I think that goes too for those people. You see it with uh, organizations all the time where they are people that don't have very big goals or uh, they, they set a ceiling on themselves that are the CEO or the leader of the organization where, hey, their, their goal, and I, I know you know the story too, Of we've heard the story of the guy who, He'd be happy if he just sits on his porch all day, uh, sips on some bourbon, and takes naps. It's like, is that someone who's going to inspire you as a leader, or do you want something that's bigger in your life? Because if, he, if that's the best he's going to get, you're not going to get that much. Or maybe you'll get that too, but is that really what you want out of life, or right. do you want more?
0: Yeah, I mean, if, 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 I, if I were going to a job interview and like the person interviewing me was like, yeah, my goal is just to, you know, I want you to come on board, I want you to help me get this thing built so I can just sit on my front porch and chill. The opportunities are probably going to be pretty limited for a top talented person that really wants to make something of themselves. They're not going to. Be, that's not a very inspiring and compelling reason to want to join an organization. Now, if I'm a motivated person that wants to get more out of life, and the and the reasons are, hey, we're looking to build. We want to be number one in our market. We want to grow to X. We want to create these opportunities for other people by expanding into different markets by creating ancillary businesses that you have the potential potential to be a part of. If there's a compelling reason you're going to attract more people, that's how you attract top talent, not by saying, "Well, yeah, let's sell a couple more, you know, a couple more houses, let's make a couple more sales, let's do this and, you know, so I can just sit back and coast and you can just be in the office by yourself. Good luck." It just doesn't work. So, attraction is all about attracting the right people by becoming an attractive person, by developing the skills you need to develop to then be that person that people can see you. So, like think about leadership too. One you have to lead yourself. Then you have to teach other people's, people to succeed the same way you've succeeded, right? So if you're not willing to do that, and then and then those people can teach other people, and that's how you build a really massive organization. It's not by just saying, well, yeah, you know, my, my goals are small.
1: Yeah, and I think that's super powerful. You even see that with people that are in relationships all the time where they say, oh, I want my wife to lose some weight or... I want my kids to, you know, start reading or something like that. And it's easy to tell those people, hey, go do this, go lose some weight, go read, you're a fat ass, you know, mm-hmm. go do something. Instead, it's a lot easier to just go and do it exactly what you want that person to do. And eventually you'll, they'll see you doing it so much and it'll just become who you are and part of your identity that they'll yeah. say, Hey, maybe I should do this because I see that he's doing it and it's working. Yeah. So it's the easiest way, like you said, and then you can mention to that person, hey, I've been working out a lot, it's really working. Maybe Maybe you should try it and they'll say, Well, yeah, maybe I should because I see he's doing it versus you're just the one eating the chips and then you mm-hmm. go tell, you know, your wife and say, Hey, you, you think you I think you should lose some weight, honey. You're looking kind of big
0: today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Nothing more annoying than that. Exactly. Nothing, nothing more annoying than a skinny person that eats like shit, telling a fat person yes. to lose yes. weight. You know? but, but it like, just
1: goes back to the whole concept of, you know, you're attracting it. By doing, you attract. Yes. By who you become, you're attracting others. You know, in your area, in your organization, your family, whatever it might be, to become people like you or strive to
0: be like you. I agree with that. I think that's huge. It's just what we focus on tends to expand. And think about, like, you've heard, probably all heard the reticular activator, right? Like, so the reticular activator, that's something where, like, if you buy a red car, all of a sudden you see the same car everywhere where you never noticed it before. But it's what you put focus on, you tend to manifest into your reality. That's why I'm so big on goal setting, too. On writing my goals down every single day as though they've already happened. It's not. It's not. You know. Uh, I one day I will be debt free. It's like back in the day we had tons of debt. It wasn't. Someday I'll be debt free. It's I am debt free. I am debt free. I am debt free. Every single day I'm writing that down until eventually I'm debt free, right? Or then someday I'll be a millionaire. It's I am a millionaire. I am a millionaire. Like one thing I'm gonna do now is I fly on a private jet. I fly on a private jet. I travel on a private jet. I travel on a private jet. I, private jet. I want to travel on a private jet. It used to be first class. It's first class. Now it's I want. And so it's things like that where whatever's important to you, write them down as though well they've already happened though, because our subconscious cannot tell the difference between our thoughts and our reality. And the more we put into the universe, call it the universe, your creator, whatever you want to call it, the more we put out there, the more we're going to start getting back. But most people don't put anything out. No. They just say, this is my life. This is the way it is. This is the way it's always going to be because they go through school. The worst of people I see like they have an MBA and they think because they have an MBA, it means something. Or they go to business school. Yeah, they go yeah. to get their business yeah. degree. I have yeah. an MBA. I shouldn't be having to sweep a floor. Well, dude, you need to be a person that's willing to do whatever it takes. Yes. Big fucking deal, you have an MBA. Like, at the end of the day, good for you. You went and got the education and that. But formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. Now, I've got a college degree. I didn't get an MBA. I'm not using a college degree. My college degree didn't help me at all. I'm not downplaying education at all. That's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm saying is just because you've got the education, now all of a sudden you're not better than other people. You're not going to start succeeding at a higher level necessarily because you did that. You did the work, which is awesome, but there's still so much beyond that. Where most people think once they end their formal education, they've made it, and that life should just happen for them. And it's not the truth. What tends to happen is most people finish their formal education and they quit working on themselves. They quit reading the books. They keep devo- quit developing their skill set. They quit trying to get better and then they repeat the same life year after year after year after year after year. They get their small little raise every single year because they stop trying to become more valuable and increase their skill set and work on themselves. It would be like for me, like how do you, if you repeated eighth grade every single day, you wouldn't be a very intelligent person. That's how it is for a lot of people. After they finish the formal education, they quit working on themselves and they have the same year. It's like Groundhog Day. Every single year, it's like repeating the same grade every single year for the rest of your life. That's no way to live. There's an opportunity for everybody here to live as big of a life as possible. Like we talked about this morning in our, in our training, wealth building, right? To be able to, the definition of wealth, to be able to do what you want, when you want, with who you want for as long as you want. Everyone has the opportunity to manifest that into their life, but it starts with having a plan, it starts with having a focus, and then it starts with taking action. And it's not enough just to say, well, I I went to school, I've got a fancy degree, so now you have to listen to me. Like, think about position leaders, right? We're getting a little off track, but let's move into this a little bit. Position leaders, somebody, just because you have a title, doesn't mean people are going to follow you, right? If you're not attracting the right talent by doing the things you're supposed to do, to your point, Joe, it's leading by the example, leading from the front, you're not going to keep an organization of top talented people. It's just not going to happen. Just because you have a fancy title, nobody cares. They want to follow people that lead. So, I think that's super important. Going back to our visualization, though, and our attracting and our manifesting, what do
1: you got? Yeah, yeah. So, one thing I wanted to add is you were talking about the I am statements and basically writing your goals down saying, hey, I am a millionaire, or I am a millionaire whose money has not yet been deposited. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that on just saying who you are over and over and over again. And, like you talked about, you're basically playing that in your subconscious mind. And earlier you touched on, hey, you have over 70,000 thoughts a day, and those thoughts are mostly coming from your subconscious mind. So when you plant that seed over and over and over again in your subconscious mind, what happens is every single thing and every single decision you make throughout the entire day, after a while, it's going to start being, okay, is this going to help me become that person, or is it going to take me further away? That's why I think it's so important to do these things, you know, it's A lot of people think it's like magical fluff stuff, but I truly believe in it just because not only does it work with the universe, with God or whoever you might want to call it, but it also works with yourself too and making yourself take actions in the right way because when you say over and over again and you write down, hey, I'm a millionaire, I have X amount of money in my bank account, eventually you're going to look at your own life and say, well, shoot, sitting on the couch all day smoking weed and playing video games – it's not going to make me a millionaire or make me someone who drives a Lamborghini to work every day. I have to change the actions that I take. So I think it's so huge to do that. And then not only will you start to implement it, but the action that you take is going to really help and push you in the right direction. Yeah,
0: I agree. That's huge. It absolutely is. It is about taking action. It's about focus. Think about this, too, with what the, con- the internal conversations we're having with ourselves as well. Think about if you're a smoker. I don't, I don't smoke, but if you, if you smoke and you're trying to quit, you want to quit smoking, And let's just say you have somebody at work that is your smoking buddy. And the first day, you're like, all right, I'm quitting smoking today. You wake up, I'm done. And they say, hey, you want to go smoke a cigarette? And if you say, no, I'm trying to quit, that's a negative. What if you said, no, I don't smoke? It's a short, a little shift that makes a big impact. It's a shift in your identity. Yeah, exactly. It's an identity shift where you're telling yourself that I'm not trying. I don't smoke. No, I don't smoke cigarettes no, I don't smoke cigarettes. Write that down every day. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes. You start writing that down. You start feeding your brain with this kind of thought that I don't smoke cigarettes. I'm not a smoker. Rather than, well, I'm trying to quit. That's a weak way of saying that you're going to quit. I'm going to try. I'm I'm going to give it a go. It's just cut it off. I don't smoke. I don't smoke cigarettes. And you start doing that enough, chances are your success rate of quitting is going to be significantly higher. It's all about the thoughts and, and what we tell ourselves and the conversations we have our tel- tell ourselves have with ourselves that ultimately manifest who we become. So who do you want to become? That's a big thing too for a lot of people. Like, what person do you want to become? Because chances are you're not that far away. You might be a year, two years, five years away from being the person that you want to be. But it takes knowing that who do I want to be and what do I want out of life, and then how do I put that into a plan and then start taking action to get there?
1: And I think it's important to be specific too. You don't can't just say, well, I want to be rich. Well, mm-hmm. what is rich? Is rich yeah. $50,000 to you or is it 50 million, 50 billion? What does that look like? Right. Or I want to drive a nice car. I think it's so important to be very specific um, because, you know, setting your goals is step one and there's even more where you can start to visualize, you know, like before you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning, start visualizing, hey, what does it look like me in that car, you know, driving to work or driving to my vacation home or whatever it might be, what does that look like? So then that way you can even attract it more and more and more. And I know you touched on this in our meeting earlier today on what kind of questions are you asking yourself every day? And I know Tony Robbins even talks about this, that you know your life deter- is basically the outcome of your life is determined by the questions that you ask yourself Mm -hmm. or how good the questions that you ask yourself. So when you constantly plant these seeds, like I talked about earlier, in your subconscious mind, you start asking yourself questions throughout the day on how can I become a millionaire? How can I get this car? And then you'll start to figure out ways where you can take action and get you closer and closer and closer to the goals that you set.
0: Exactly. That's the challenge. Most people just say, and we talked about this this morning, most people say, that's not for me. I can't afford it. That's too expensive, rather than saying, how can I afford it? If I want that, how can I afford it? What do I need to do to go get it? Don't just cut off and just say, I can't. That's what he talks about in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, too. Uh, He talks about that's the difference between people, is that people will just say, oh, I can't afford it. The second you do that, you cut your brain off from thinking. Brain's the most powerful tool we have. It's the most powerful thing we can to help push us and propel us toward our goals. And if we just cut off and say, it's not for me, it's too expensive, I can't afford it, you shut off the most powerful tool you have. So start thinking about situations like that. If you catch yourself doing that, start thinking about how can I afford it? If I wanted that, what do I have to do to go get that? And start using your brain to your advantage and using your thoughts to help you go manifest and get more of what you want out of life. So I know this is a lot of fluff stuff. It seems like it's fluff, but if you think about it, it's not. It works. And to your point, Joe, the more specific you have with your goals, the faster you're going to get there. And the most successful people I know do all this stuff.
1: So, Michael, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Um, I know you have some nice cars now. Weren't those on your vision board at one point a yeah. while
0: back? So the first one, Ghibli, Maserati Ghibli, I bought. It was on my vision board for, I want to say, like six years maybe. So six years, I looked at that car every single day, and it took six years to be able to buy it. And then I put the next one on there and bought it within a year. And now I've got another one on there that hopefully I'll get within a year or two. But the difference, too, is that you know, for me, buying expensive cars, it's by using passive income to buy them. It's not earned income. But I put focus on it. I was looking at that car and wanted to buy that car when I had no money, when I had negative checking account, when I had tons of debt, when I had, but I started putting focus on where do I want my life to go? Same thing. I have a goal. I'm going to travel to hundred countries. Like that's another goal. That's something i look at on my vision board every day. I know what I want to get out of my life and I look at it and I focus on it every day and I write my goals down every day. And have I reached all those? No. But does my life look drastically different today than it did 10 years ago? Absolutely. Does it look drastically different today than it did five years ago? Absolutely. So that's the key too. Like the key to life and the key to it's progress. We all want to have progress and keep moving forward. And that's the key is how do we focus on things that we want and really plan out what we want out of life. I always talk about this. Most people spend more time planning a vacation than they do planning their life, which just blows my mind. They have zero plan for their life. They just go get up in the morning. They go to work. 80% of people go to a job they don't like they get a paycheck, they go home, they go to bed, they you know, every Wednesday on my elevator in my building, people are like, "Thank God, closer to the weekend." On Fridays, people are ecstatic. "Thank God it's Friday." Like people hate the work week and they live for the 2 days they have off. Like does that sound like a life worth living? Not to me, it doesn't. Maybe to some people, but not to me. And and I know that by putting focus and attracting more and having a law of attraction mindset and knowing that anything's possible, I can live a life where every day I wake up excited about living, not, oh, I can't wait for Friday. I can't wait for Friday at 5 o'clock so I can go home and not think about work till Monday.
1: I think so, the big thing, too, is you're controlling exactly what the outcome is that you want. You're not just saying, you're not leaving it up to chance and saying, hopefully someday I'll be a millionaire and right. you just go about your life and then the chances of it happening are very slim to none mm-hmm. versus, hey, I'm focusing on this goal every single day and then you're stepping closer and closer and closer to it versus just... You know, rolling the dice and saying hopefully
0: it lands on eight yeah. and I'll be a millionaire. Hope's not a strategy. We no. know that. The what uh, something to think about too, I know a girl a couple of years, it was it like five or six years ago, and she said her in laws were pretty well off, right, financially. And she goes, Well, someday we'll be wealthy. Her wealth strategy was her in laws dying. Like, think about that. Like that's her wealth strategy, is her wealth strategy is hey, when my in laws die, we'll finally be wealthy. Like one that's terrible, I think. Like, you're just kind of, not that she was hoping it, but, like, basically, she's just like, yeah, well. Banking on it, yeah. Yeah, whenever that happens, whenever they kick the bucket, we'll, we'll have some money. You know, it's, it's <laughs> that that's not wealth, that's hope. That's a hopeful strategy. And in their situation, it's a little bit more guaranteed, I guess, because they have money. But what if the in-laws decided to donate all their money? You know, so it's a hopeful strategy. Hopefully they do. I hope they do donate all their money. Uh, no,
1: I'm kidding. <laughs> well, and the thing is, too, like, say they get that money, like, they never acquired the skills mm-hmm. to get that money and obtain that money and keep the money, so the chances are the money's going to be gone very quickly. Yeah, no, absolutely. And they'll be back in the same situation yeah. they are now versus someone who actually, you know, works for it and takes the, the hard path or the long, slow path, if you call it. Mm-hmm. They're going to have the skills. So say, you know, someone took that million dollars away from you, or that $10 million away from you, you have the skills. You're the person that can go back, you know, twice as fast and go get it and I know there's the uh, the show you talk about too all the time, the undercover billionaire where, yeah. you know, they drop those people off on the street just like a homeless pe- you know, a person and all of a sudden they're back where they were in a month.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it happens because they have the skills acquired to go do that. Same with like lottery winners. The bulk of the people that win the lottery go broke within a certain period of time. I can't remember the exact numbers. Within a couple of years, a year, two years, three years, they lose all that money because they never had the skill set to, to, to earn that money anyway. So they got dumped in, they just came into a wave of cash, they blew it all, and then they're back to being broke. And they say if you give all the wealth, if you distributed the wealth equally to all the people, it would be back in the hands of the wealthy within a couple of years. It's because wealthy people have a different mindset and think about things differently. And it doesn't mean you have to be wealthy to think this way. You have to have a wealthy mind well before you have a wealthy bank account. 100%. And if you don't have a wealthy mind, you're never going to get a wealthy bank account. So start shifting your focus. Start if you're, If you're in a situation right now where you don't have any money, you're broke. Like, I've been there. I get that. It sucks. Like, there's nothing fun about it. Start thinking about not focusing on, though, oh, woe is me. Oh, my life's so hard. Oh, my God, I had had all these unfair advantages. Like, think about this. 84% of millionaires are self-made. So, and also, we live in a country where 40% of the world's millionaires live in the USA. So, we were kind of given a a lottery ticket the day we were born. The next highest number of millionaires is 11% in China. So think about that. We have the bulk of the world's millionaires, and 84% of those millionaires are self-made. We have the greatest opportunity to go become independently wealthy than any other person on the planet just because we were born in the United States. Now, is the United States perfect? Absolutely not. Does it have its challenges? Absolutely. And we are far, we have a far greater advantage to go achieve financial success than anywhere else in the world. So quit focusing on all the stuff that's wrong and start focusing on what you want out of life and what you want to get out of life. Focus on what do I need to read? Who do I need to meet? What do I need to learn? What do I need to study? Who do I need to become to go live the life I really want to live? And if you do that, your life's going to turn around for the better.
1: And I, and I think when you, you when you said when you don't have a lot or you have no money, I think it's important to be grateful for what you have. Yes. Because you get to any point, like even if you start to make a little bit of money and you're not appreciative or you're not grateful for it, you're never going to feel like happy inside or satisfied. Mm-hmm. You're always going to feel like there's a hole. Even if you hit your goals, you're going to be like, well, that's it. There's nothing more. So I think it's important to be you know, grateful for what you have but at the same time not be satisfied with it and always keep wanting more.
0: I agree with that because it's easy to – for me, like somebody like me or somebody like Joe or somebody that's like a super high-achieving person that for all the people that want more out of life, it's easy to get discouraged too. I'm not where I'm at. I want to get – so, you, but you have to be grateful with what you have while in pursuit of what you want.
1: Yes, and of who you became.
0: And who you became. Absolutely. So think about that too. If you're, if you're a person that's having success and you're not happy with where you are, look back and see where you've come. Oftentimes, we don't look back and see how far you've come. So be grateful for what you have while in pursuit of what you want. If you do that and start focusing on the right things, your life's going to turn around and you're going to start accomplishing a lot of things that you're you never thought you could. Yeah. Exactly. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.